0: Appropriate number of eyes. Actually, I don't know if there's an appropriate number of eyes in this one because I uh, only brief re, brief re, <coughs> briefly, briefly, uh, briefly glanced over. Them. Oh, you're doing Avalon's boo rules. I am. I'm doing Avalon's boo rules. <laughs> oh, that's extra fun. Then it's uh, just a fun discovery for both of us. Um, I'm actually going to be reading a series of four stories. Um. Because of the titling, I let uh, the Penis Gallery, Resident Butthead, <clears throat> pick the story. And somehow he didn't pick the one called, uh, uh, what was it? Donkey Butt? Donkey Cabbage. Donkey Cabbage. Which sounds like a Sum 41 song. <laughs> but, uh, so what I will be reading is... The wolf and the man, the wolf and the fox, the fox and his cousin, and the fox and the cat. I sense a theme. Um, And then, I'm not reading it today, but if you go further down the stories, there's also the fox and the geese. That one can't end well, for anybody. No, it cannot. We're going to see where this takes us. Got to get my storytelling voice underway. Do you have, like, a, a, a certain posture... That you bring to your storyteller voice? Not really. It's mostly just throat work. (laughs) Which is cool, because my throat hurts like a motherfucker right now. Good timing. Part (laughs) 1. The Wolf and the Man. Once upon a time, the fox was talking to the wolf about the strength of man. How no animal could withstand him, and how all were obliged to employ cunning in order to preserve themselves from him. Then the wolf answered... If I had but the chance of seeing a man for once, I would set on him all the same. Never saw a dude before? Apparently. I guess it's old-timey days, and humans aren't fucking everybody, fucking everywhere. Oh no, they weren't fucking everywhere, but just less everywhere. <laughs> uh, I can help you do that, said the fox. Come to me early tomorrow morning and I will show you one. show you one what? <sighs> a dude, I think, but <sighs> oh, a dude. <laughs> I say, I've listened to enough myths and legends where this can't end well. No. The wolf presented himself early and the fox took him out on the road, by which the hunters went daily. First came an old discharged soldier. Is that a man? Inquired the wolf. No, answered the fox. That was one. Oh, Damn. Fuck. That's some, like, deep existential psychology work there, fox. Afterwards came a little boy who was going to school. Is that a man? No, that is going to be one. At length came a hunter with his double-barreled gun at his back and a knife by his side. Said the fox to the wolf, look, there comes a man. You must attack him and I will take myself off to my hole. Which is the fairy tale equivalent of you deal with it, (laughs) peace. I'm out of here. The wolf rushed on the man. When the hunter saw him, he said, It is a pity that I have not loaded with a bullet. Aimed and fired his small shot in his face. The wolf made a very wry face, but did not let himself be frightened, and attacked him again, on which the hunter gave him the second barrel. The wolf swallowed his pain and rushed on the hunter, but he drew out his bright knife and gave him a few cuts with it right and left, so that, so that bleeding everywhere, he ran howling back to the fox. Fox is kind of a dick. Uh, yes, that is his role in every, every story. Literally every story. Well, brother wolf, said the fox, how have you got on with man? Ah, replied the wolf. I never imagined the strength of man to be what it is. First, he took a stick from his shoulder and blew into it. And then something flew into my face, which tickled me terribly. (laughs) Then he breathed once more into the stick and it flew into my nose like lightning and hail. I like the idea that bullets just tickle. When I was quite close, he drew a white rib out of his side, and he beat me with it till I was all but left lying dead. See what a braggart you are, said the fox. You have overreached yourself. You throw your hatchet so far that you cannot fetch it back again. I don't think he knows what a hatchet is because he didn't know what a knife was. Yeah, I was... And that's the end of the story. That's it? What's the moral? What are we supposed to take away from that? Don't listen to your dumb friend and... (laughs) Let's move on to part two, the wolf and the fox. (laughs) The wolf had the fox with him, and whatever the wolf wished that the fox was compelled to do, for he was weaker, and he would gladly have been rid of his master. The fox? Yeah, I don't know, man. There's no continuity. It chanced that once, as they were going through the forest, the wolf said, Red fox, get me something to eat, or else I will eat you yourself. Oh, it's the other way around. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I was not listening. It's fine. Uh, then the fox answered, I know a farmyard where there are two young lambs. If you are inclined, we will fetch one of them. I'm it's not clear if this is the same wolf and fox. I feel like if there if it is, there's like some weird power dynamic shift that has happened that like we haven't gotten to yet or that like the writers just didn't include. Yeah. <laughs> are we're we expecting a lot about two separate stories. I'll have a word with, with Matt Damon and I think Keith <laughs> Ledger. Yes? Yes. God, I saw that movie in theaters. I have never seen it. I probably should. I feel like you would enjoy it. Probably. I liked Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, so. Yeah, you'll love it. That movie was awful and I love it. It's so bad. Um. Anyway. Uh, Then the fox answered, I know a farm where there are two young lambs. If you are inclined, we will fetch one of them. That suited the wolf, and they went there, and the fox stole the little lamb and took it to the wolf and went away. The wolf devoured it, but was not satisfied with one. He wanted the other as well and went to get it. Since, however, he did it so awkwardly, the mother of the little lamb heard him and began to cry out terribly and to bleat so that the farmer came running there. I can really relate to this, actually. <laughs> this is a wolf who didn't practice what he was going to order eight times in his head before he got it to the counter. <laughs> they found the wolf and beat him so mercilessly that he went to the fox limping and howling. You have misled me finally, said he. I wanted to fetch the other lamb, and the country folks surprised me and have beaten me to a jelly. No. And the wolf is just like Hawkeye in this series. <laughs> The fox replied, why are you such a glutton? Next day, they again went into the country, and the greedy wolf once more said, Red fox, get me something to eat, or I will eat you yourself. Then answered the fox, I know a farmhouse where the wife is baking pancakes tonight. Ooh, pancakes. Different kind of pancakes. How do you know? Pancakes are pancakes. Pancakes are not the, It's a different kind of pancake. This is what 1700s germany they had bisquick in 1700s germany they didn't they are you making your pancakes with bisquick no it's just the first brand name that came to mind calm down he was very (laughs) concerned we will get some of them for ourselves they went there and the fox slipped around the house and peeped and sniff, sniffed about until he discovered where the dish was and then drew down six pancakes and carried them to the wolf. Maybe it is pancakes, but like this is a translation. Well, I mean, you can have like, I don't know. It's it, definitely, it, a, I know what you mean where it's not like pancakes as we know them. Like, yeah, ba, ba, ba. six pancakes and carried them to the wolf. There is something for you to eat, said he to him. And then went his way. (laughs) The wolf swallowed down the pancakes in an instant and said, They make me make one want more. Maybe these are real pancakes. Uh, This is very relatable. Uh, And went back and tore the whole dish down so that it broke into pieces. This made such a great noise that the woman came out. And when she saw the wolf, she called the people who hurried there and beat him as long as the er, sticks would hold together. This poor wolf. He's trying to eat pancakes. Uh, until, with two lame legs and howling loudly, he got back to the fox in the forest. How abominably <clears throat> you have misled me, he cried he. The peasants caught me and tanned my skin for me. But the fox replied, why are you such a glutton? On the third... This fox is rude. He's trying to teach the wolf a lesson. Don't the- eat pancakes? We'll get there. On the third day, when they were out together, the wolf could only limp along painfully. He again said, Red fox, get me something to eat, or I will eat you yourself. The fox answered, I know a man who has been killing, and the salted meat is lying in a barrel in the cellar. We will get that. Said the wolf, I will go, ba- I will go when you do, that you may help me if I am not able to get away. I am willing, said the fox, and showed him the by-paths and ways by which at length they reached the cellar. There was meat in abundance, and the wolf attacked it instantly and thought, "'There is plenty of time before I need leave off.'" Uh. The fox liked it also, but it looked about everywhere, and often ran to the hole by which they had come in, and tried if his body was still thin enough to slip through it. The wolf said, "'Dear fox, tell me, why are you running running here and there so much and jumping in and out?' "'I must see that no one is coming,' replied the crafty fellow. "'Don't eat too much.'" Then said the wolf, I shall not leave until the barrel is empty. In the meantime, the farmer who had heard the noise of the fox's jumping came into the cellar. (laughs) God damn it! When the fox saw him, he was out of the hole in one bound. The wolf wanted to follow him, but he had made himself so fat with eating that he could no longer get through, but stuck fast. Then came the farmer with a cudgel and struck him dead. But the Aww. fox bounded into the forest, glad to be rid of the old glutton. It was a hit job. I honestly, I was on the wolf's side. <laughs> pancakes and lamb and meat. Also, just run away. You're in the forest. Not in this one. He got st- he got Winnie the Poohed in the hole leading out of the cellar where the meat was. All right. Two more stories, but it's just two pages. Um, these are about the fox. Oh, my favorite asshole <laughs> part 3 the fox and his cousin who is also a fox <laughs> i feel like this is not going to go well for the cousin they, these guys have a weird fucking I'm friendship i'm a theme ah the fox and his cousin the wolf gave birth to a cub and invited the fox to be the godfather <laughs> after all he is a near relative of ours said she he has a good understanding and much talent He can instruct my little son and help him forward in the world. That wolf is going to grow up to be a dick. The fox, too, appeared quite honest and said, Dear cousin, I thank you for the honor which you are doing me. I will, however, conduct myself in such a way that you shall be repaid for it. He enjoyed himself at the feast and made merry afterwards. He said, Dear cousin wolf, it is our duty to take care of the child. It must have good food that it may be strong. I know a farm from which we might fetch a nice morsel. It's like a sequel, but like a bad sequel, like a hangover sequel where it's the same thing. but It's just... the same thing, but slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> the wolf was pleased with the ditty and she went out with the fox to the farmyard. He pointed out the barn from afar and said, You will be able to creep in there without being seen. And in the meantime, I will look about on the other side to see if I can pick up a chicken. He... He, however, did not go there, but sat down at the entrance to the forest, stretched his legs, and rested. The wolf crept into the stable. A dog was lying there, and it made such a noise that the peasants came running out, (sighs) caught cousin wolf, and poured a strong burning mixture, which had been prepared for washing, over her skin. (sighs) At last she escaped and dragged herself outside. There lay the fox, who pretended to be full of complaints, and said, Ah, dear cousin wolf, how ill I have fared. The peasants have fallen on me and broken every limb I have. Fucking liar. I hate this fucking fox. If you do not want me to lie where I am and perish, you must carry me away. The wolf herself- This motherfucker. The wolf herself was only able to go away slowly, but she was in such concern about the fox, she took him on her back and slowly carried him perfectly safe and sound to her house. Then the fox cried to her, farewell, dear cousin. May the roasting you have had do you good. He laughed heartily at her and bounded off. The end. I was going to say, then the wolf kills him. Like, right? That's how that story. (sighs) I didn't expect to get this angry. No one did. And at least in 1i2i3is, it was just eye racism All right. The final part, the The one where the fox finally gets his comeuppance, right? Maybe. (laughs) Part four, the fox and the cat. I swear to God. (laughs) Please continue. It happened that the cat met the fox in a forest. And as she thought to herself, he is clever and full of experience and much esteemed in the world. She spoke to him in a friendly way. Good day, dear Mr. Fox. How are you? How is all with you? How are you getting through this dear season?" The fox, full of all kinds of arrogance, looked at the cat from head to foot and for a long time did not know whether he would give any answer or not. At last he said, "'Oh, you wretched whisker-cleaner, you piebald fool, you hungry mouse-hunter! What can you be thinking of? Do you venture to ask how I am getting on? What have you learnt? How many arts do you understand?' (laughs) Fuck you, man! He's like fake geek girling this. (laughs) I I understand, but one replied the cat modestly. What art is that? Asked the fox. When the hounds are following me, I can spring into a tree and save myself. Is that all? Said the fox. I am a master of a hundred arts and also have a sack full of cunning. You make me sorry for you. Come with me. I will teach you how to get away from the hounds. Just then came a hunter with four dogs. The cat sprang nimbly up a tree and sat down on top of it, where the branches and foliage quite concealed her. Open your sack of cunning, Mr. Fox. Open your sack, cried the cat to him. But the dogs had already seized him and were holding him fast. Ah, Mr. Fox, cried the cat. You with your 100 arts are left in the lurch. Had you been able to climb like me, you would not have lost your life. The end. I'm so glad that it was a cat. <laughs> it's just the, oh, open your bag of cunning, asshole. That was supremely satisfying. That was a very good story arc. <laughs> Had a lot of emotions. Uh, thank you for tuning into Emily's fairy tale theater. Where I guess we hate foxes now. I love foxes. That's the thing. <laughs> They're just dicks in fairy tales. <laughs> Um, for our next story, we will probably be reading. You can't tell me there's a story called Donkey Cabbage and not read me Donkey Cabbage. I guess I'll have to read Donkey Cabbage. But, I mean, there's so many good things, though. There's one called The Aged Mother. Okay. Eve's Various Children. (laughs) I think that's just the Bible. (laughs) It's just the names of these. Some of them are just real... Oh, it's Donkey Cabbage's, plural. Oh, there's more than one donkey cabbage. There's more than one Donkeys donkey Donkey's cabbage? Uh, uh, no, I think it's just donkey cabbages. <laughs> uh, Old Hildebrand also seems cool. And Dr. Know-all, the off-brand Doctor Who. <laughs> anyway, thank you for t- tuning in to this mini-sode. Um, my throat's going to fall out. <laughs> it's time for me to talk now. Good. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody.